Welcome back to the Nullify Take channel. I'm your host, Chris, back here with my co-host, Kahuna, for challenge content. That's right. It's been about, I feel like, almost two months, Kahuna, since we've been on a live together. How have you been? Man, I've been well, been well. It has been a long time, too long, some would say. I've missed you so much, Chris, but we've been busy. You've been traveling around the world, seeing the globe. I've been doing Million Dollar Island Australia. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it's good to actually get back on something that brought us together in the first place, that we love the challenge, the common bond between us. A hundred percent. I mean, it's been a while since we've had the opportunity to talk about the challenge, but that was the first show we ever covered together. And then since then, you know, you've become a mainstay here on the Nullify Tech channel. You've been talking about Survivor with us. You've been talking, you've been hosting Million Dollar Island for the whole season, which obviously I've kept a little bit of an eye on it. And then uh, for those that don't know, you've gone through a bit of a, a big thing yourself. Like there was two weeks where I had to fall in for you. Yeah. For those that don't Thank watch you. Million Dollar Island, let people know about that. Let people know I, about yeah. it. I appreciate that. Thank you for doing that, by the way. I did. I had surgery, um, which meant that, you know, I was I was off my best for a couple of weeks there. Um, a weight loss surgery that hopefully, like, as I continue to do these podcasts, if people list, uh, come into the YouTube channel and watch as opposed to listen, I don't think my voice is going to change too much over the coming, you know, 12 to 18 months, two years, but hopefully I'll get a lot thinner and I might take up a little bit less space on your screen going forward. Maybe we can get a third host in just by me taking up let's video camera if you know what i mean chris <laughs> <laughs> well there, there may be a third host for the challenge usa content we may have troy cullen join us quite frequently for the challenge usa uh he had so much fun talking to us i guess when he was on world championship obviously we had an interview with him when he did the challenge australia and obviously you know he's someone that is loved in the community so we'd love to have him more consistently he's in australia we're in australia so it's just good synergy as a whole but coming back to you know the surgery i'm so happy that kahuna it went well and that you're on the other side yep. of that and i'm really you know, all of us are going to, you know, we're going to root you on throughout this uh, coming years to continue with hopefully a great weight loss journey. And then who knows, we might see you on one of these shows one day because, you know, Australia's got so many reality TV shows. I'm sure there's one you could go and, and do. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, again, we will go over the same ones. There's Temptation Island. There's F-Boy Island. Anything with Island. Like, there's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> So. You, you choose there's so many islands out there right now um but yeah for those that are not aware that there was this great show million dollar island on australian tv uh we covered the whole season you know so go and check it out it is i think an interesting show uh, i've got my, my own thoughts about how it ended and and at some point i'll probably uh, talk about that but as a whole i think it's worth it if you are looking for something to do from now until the challenge starts which i know it's only going to be i think it's the thir 13th or the 17th the 17th of august that starts so there's still some time from now until then for people to go and watch something it's 13 episodes you could binge watch it over a weekend basically but kahuna let's say hello to a few people here in the life uh they have been chatting away um we've got willie here saying hey guys i'm excited for michaela and hopefully she gets redemption we'll be talking about michaela yeah. very soon christian Kell saying hey tnt beautiful michelle and cassidy i agree now um i know you're a taken man kahuna but if you could date one of these beautiful ladies that are on this season who, who do you think? Who do you think would be oh great today? And why is it? And why is it Tori? <laughs> Look, Tori. Should I bring I, up the I'm, cast list? I'm, I'm a fan of Tori. Like I know people. Uh, she's the current target of you know a lot of people's 
um, hate online, um, maybe just because of familiarity. She's just been there too often. Um, but I am still a very, very big fan of Tori um, because love her or hate her, she gets to the end. Like she absolutely gets to the end. And whether you like her techniques, whether you like her personality, it works for her. And she's a champion, four-time finalist in seven-time show up or something like that. I think it's, it's a pretty high percentage that she gets there. Um, so don't you're knock Tori, this, but you, you're starting this off very spicy. People, that's fighting words for a lot of people. Yeah, I know. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's been a while since I've been on challenge stuff, so I got to come out hot and like get people either offside or onside, depending. But I think with my love for Tori, I wouldn't say she's number one. I, I wouldn't pick her as my number one overall. Yeah. But from this cast, you're talking about someone like. I am a very happily married man, Chris. You know that well. So you're trying to get. I know. Me I know. I'm putting you on the. I'm putting you on the spot right away. <laughs> it's actually Christian. It's Christian who started this. You should blame him. I, I gotta say, I love Desi the most out of this cast list, man. She, I'm such a fan of Desi, especially after her last season. Um, yeah. And and getting stuffed up by something completely not her fault. But I'm a big fan of Desi. Yeah, yeah. I think um, for me, funny enough. Uh, Michelle is probably exactly like personality wise, the type of girl that I normally date. So I think there's something about her personality that I really, she's obviously a stunning girl, but you know, outside of that, I just, I don't know. There's something about the ditziness of her and always just, you know, being all over the place for some other reason that sort of always, I'm always attracted to that. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I probably should change my dating strategy because it's it's not been working well <laughs> recently. Hey, she's uh, a millionaire, so you know. Hey, you could do a lot worse for sure. <laughs> um, Zudaman here saying, early for once. It's great to have you here, Zudaman. Lena uh, saying congratulations. I believe that's on the surgery. Uh, Dolores Thank saying, you. hey, the fabulous Dio. Yes, Dolores, we're back. And this time I'm coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, Dolores is over in Melbourne, Florida. So, you know, uh, some good synergy. Danny Carr back as well saying, hey, guys, just got home. I would love to have Troy join the Nullify Take. Yes, same for us, you know. So uh, hopefully we can make it happen. And I do think it's going to happen this season. I'm very confident we'll get him on at some point, if not for the whole season. Uh, the Fury Tiger, welcome back as well, saying, hey, guys, looks like an exciting cast. Really should be a great season. Agree. Cashwash here as well. Welcome back. Adrenaline saying, please don't spoil Million Dollar Island. Won't spoil it for you. Don't worry about it. Uh, Dolores saying, I recently did a watch on Alone. Holy booger, those people are special, kind of special. <laughs> yeah, Alone was an interesting show for sure. Uh, Danny Carr saying, Kahuna, I feel like I just saw you this morning. Oh, wait, I did. Because obviously it would have been morning <laughs> on Danica's side when you did the finale review. Dolores saying, uh, Troy is easy to hate. <laughs> is easy to hate she is uh tori is easy to hate she's a strong woman and unapologetic about it that's true a lot of people just i i've always said this funny enough kahuna because everybody knows i'm the number one cara maria stand here on the podcast i've always said that's the thing that annoyed me with cara maria is that i feel like people really liked it when she was a victim and getting bullied and she was this helpless girl but when she started standing up for herself and getting claws and fighting back people really were like put off by that you know which to me it's it's weird like i was thinking well you know at least she's she's clapping back for a change you know but i'm probably gonna pick a fight with the fandom on that as well uh dolores saying so glad that Dizzo is not on this cast did that sound salty it did but we're with you a hundred percent all right um let's get into the live here we're going to talk a little bit about the usa season as a whole kahuna you know what do we think about it we'll go through the the draft that i did obviously with both angel cake and also reality realness since i was representing the nullify take brand and you and i we've not had an opportunity to talk about it i know you were in the live chat 
um, when we were doing it, but I'm very interested to know what your thoughts were on that. And we'll get to that in a second. And then we're also going to talk about Survivor, you know, like the title says here, the players from Survivor that are coming in. Kahuna, if another Survivor player, or dare I say Dio wins USA 2, since we've just had USA 1 with two Survivors winning it, we've had two Survivors again going to a finale and World Championship, what does this mean for the challenge in the future? Like, is Survivor going to become a main threat, a mainstay? Should we be looking for more Survivor players if they're starting to breed champions? What's your take <coughs> on that? Um, it should be. Like, we've known for the longest time that of the reality competition shows, we probably hold Survivor in the highest esteem as far as what we consider level of difficulty, strategy, gameplay. It kind of does seemingly stand above the rest as far as um, having that aspect of the game. And it's it's translated. We've seen it so far. Like, not only the people that have come from Survivor have done well in making like especially michelle and jay making themselves recurring characters and getting into that rotation of of cast that gets called back quite frequently um but then like you said with with danny winning usa like we, yeah survivors winning usa survivors doing well and we we feel like i believe that survivor is the best um translation or the or, or the easiest transition from one competition reality show to the other it's almost um, as far as the cutthroatness and the the strategy and the political side. It's almost a step down, even from from Survivor to challenge, the challenge, but maybe a step up in the physical side. So it's always interesting to see that balance that it does have mm. a little bit more um, on the individual as far as their physical goes. It's not as much a team based, especially when it comes to eliminations and things like that. Um, and there's nothing in Survivor that really prepares for a final, but I think that that attitude, the mental side of being mentally tough, ready for anything, ready to cut people out of the game if necessary to get further in the game, um, seems to go against the recent trend in in the challenge world, which is get with your alliance and, and protect your alliance, whereas Survivor players seem to be like, I want to get to the next step no matter what, and it's kind of working for them, which I am appreciate seeing. Yeah, I mean, listen, I couldn't have said any of that better. I think that Survivor players have become a bit of the agents of chaos when it comes to the challenge, especially if you look at World, Ch World Championship, where, like you said, the Friendship Alliance was out there. They were trying to protect each other. But the Survivor players were even players that had, because you could say, yes, Survivor stuck together. But there were two players there that had such a great bond coming into that season and Ben Driebergen and Sarah Lucina, who ended up going against each other. So it shows that they're even willing to cut ties and there's a certain level of cutthroatness, the cutthroatness that we saw with Bananas taking the money at the end from Sarah, that we just don't get to see anymore on the challenge. Like, it's too much friendship now instead of doing whatever it takes to get to the end and to get the bag. So, for me, I'm really enjoying what Survivor players are bringing to the franchise. And I do think that if Survivor can dominate this season, uh, this could open the door to other Survivor players in the future. But I also think that they're doing something uh, different when it comes to casting Survivor players compared to casting Big Brother players. Because, you know, I haven't been, I've been very vocal about it that I haven't been watching the last couple of seasons of Big Brother every time I start watching it and then I get put off in the early stages. But the players from Big Brother that they're bringing over for me just have not been able to perform at the level that Survivor players have done. Now, granted, Casey and Amber have both won in their seasons, but 
I don't know. It's just something that it's, it feels like they just don't have that same fire to them like Survivor players have. But the numbers coming into the season is quite interesting, Kuna. We've got seven Survivor players coming into the season, nine okay. Big Brother players, two Amazing Race players, and then six MTV Challenge players coming into the season. So obviously with that nine Big Brother players, we've got a few that have played the main show before. That are coming over, and it'll be interesting to see if there are going to be, you know, three of them. You've got Josh, Paulie, and also Fessy that have played the main show. So it's going to be interesting to see where their allegiance is going to lie. Is it going to be with the Big Brother players, or do you think that they'll sort of gravitate towards the MTV legends in the game? That's interesting because I'm not a Big Brother watcher, so I'm not necessarily familiar with the the universe, if you will. I know the caliber that have come across the MTV. For the channel, and I do think they're picking well. Um, when you compare it to the way they're picking for Survivor, I'm not sure. Like, as you said, Casey's a champion, Amber's a champion, Fessy finals, Josh is Josh, he's a goof, but I think considering... he's looking, he's looking, he's looking good coming into the season. Like, give credit where it's due, he's, he's looking in shape. I, I think, considering his limitations and what I see as limiting his limitations, I think he's actually overperformed what he should potentially be capable of in a show like The Challenge. So I'm not Shots like downplaying. Yeah, I, look, I don't think he's the smartest tool in the shed. And he's shown that he's completely like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, like in New Zealand, you probably are, but Australia, we have the abbreviations. We cut words down so often. Are you familiar with the word unco? Have you heard of this word? Yeah, unco? I, I, yeah, yeah. I, uncoordinated. Yeah. <laughs> uncoordinated. And, like, we just call it in Australia, he's unco, mate. He can't do anything. And we've seen when when he's performing one-on-one in some of the challenges, he lost a tug-of-war to a one-handed man, right? <laughs> <laughs> he lost tug-of-war to an undersized one-handed man. That's what Josh does. So, anyway, but he's done better than what he potentially yeah. could because of that relationship with Big Brother. Uh, and I think... When you can, when you look at where they're drafting from, maybe not in USA because it is the CBS focus, yeah. but as far as any of the, um, um, are you the, are you the right, are you the right one, are you, are the, you one? the one, are you the one, are you the one, let the right one in. The vampire movie is what I, had in my head. yeah. Um, but as far as those type of shows, are you the one, etc. Like Big Brother has outperformed. Are they of the same caliber as Survivor? Not necessarily, but when you got Paulie there, you got uh, Fessy, you got like they're competitors. I don't like Fessy, I don't like Josh, I don't even like Paulie, but I know that they, they can play the game, and I don't take that away from um, some of these big brother people that are bringing in. I think, regardless of the show, big brother or survivor, I think they're automatically competitively a step ahead of recruiting from Are You the One and all that sort of thing. Um, I think survivor is even a step ahead as far as that competitive strategy nature goes. Um, but as long as they're picking the right people that can fulfill the physical side as well, like there are people on Survivor that had they chosen differently, like, I don't know, like David from... Name and shame. Uh, Name and shame. It, like it if they chose... They always have the smaller guys. Like what's uh, yeah. Adam? If they chose Adam from um, Gen X... Well, David versus, Wright is what, the person you were thinking. David Wright, yeah. Right. That sort yeah. of thing. Like if they're not going to translate to the challenge. But if you have an automatic Survivor player that can also do the challenge physicality side then it's a good match and i'm happy for both big brother and survivor to keep filling the ranks because we don't have the real world anymore and i don't think when you look at the way the game is played today 
shows like The Real World, shows like Are You The One are not the best farming for a show like The Challenge, whereas we've seen... The show's changed lim- It's changed a lot. And even just from the limited yeah. sample size, shows like um, Ninja Warrior with Troy, with Natalie, they've proven physically they can compete very well with the show. So it doesn't matter where you're getting from, as long as you're choosing the right personality and the right physical person as well that can compete, then it makes it a much better show. Yeah, listen, I agree with you on on all of what you've said. I do think the thing that makes Josh do reasonably well on the challenge, and I, funny enough, asked earlier today on the YouTube channel, what should we cover next? Because both you and I and Mucky will be talking about the top five Australian survivor players of all time in our minds next week on another live. And then I asked, what would you like us to cover next? One of those four or five options were talking about the most underrated players an Australian survivor as a potential option, and that's leading the vote at the moment. So uh, if anybody wants us to talk about the challenge specifically, there is two options for the challenge as well um, on that list, go and vote. But, you know, Josh to me is an underrated player in in the challenge. Yes, I said it, because I think his social game is next level. Uh, And his social game is what's getting him to the end or close to the end every time, but then his physical limitations is what's preventing him. But he's putting in a lot more work than I think some of these other players that have come on the show, like the Young Bucks, who only focuses on, you know, having their protein bars, lifting weight at the gym. They don't really do the mental side of things. I have respect for Josh for trying to better himself in a physical capacity, at least. You know, just my thoughts on on that. Will that help? I've said it many times before. If you just don't have natural athletic ability, I don't know if you can gain that by becoming fit. You're still going to be unco or like that's where... Yeah, that's where the that's where the pop, popcorn muscles thing comes from, you know, because you do have to have like some coordination about you. Uh, let's have a look at a few of the the live comments that have come in since we've spoken about this. Uh, Jay here is saying, "I like Survivor players playing the game uh, that they're in rather than playing for future challenges. Big Brother players play boring games trying to set themselves up for the future, and that's why I think that the Big Brother players that are coming to play this season, the likes of a." a um, a Fessy and a, uh, a Josh 100% is going to play with the MTB players because they're going to be thinking about the future and they will sell these Big Brother players down the river. And that's why I don't feel confident about that mind Big Brother player advantage coming into it. Even <coughs> what I've seen from Paulie so far, you know, in the preseason stuff that he's talked about, like, oh, you know, I want to show people a different side of me, kind of sound makes it sound like he's going to try and play ball and not be as volatile as he was in his earlier seasons, which for me, that's a that's an L. I'd rather see him go in there and be a hot mess, uh, like a turbo. Give me some entertainment while you're there. I don't want him to be a wallflower. Not that I know Paulie, that Paulie can be a wallflower. <laughs> he's been out in the desert. He wants back in shelter. He needs the the steady yeah. paycheck, and he he'll play he's ball. Kiss the ring. Means, yeah, he he knows what he's doing. I'll I'll play ball if it means I can get paid. I don't want to go missing for a couple seasons again. I think. Yeah, Cash Rush is saying, I just love the way they play. They come for a cutthroat game. Agreed. Willie's saying, why can't the CBS cast more Amazing Race people? 100%. Like Amazing Race, having two players coming into the season is being set up to fail with Dusty and Louis, who I think both are really good potential players that could be good physically in this game. I just think they're going to be a no man's land, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Cash Rush here is saying, uh, that would be a dominant team if they're on the same page. Not too sure what was that referring to. We'll probably one of the teams. Dolores is saying big brother players mostly here uh alive in a house free food booze yeah can do they think challenges are hanging on a fake wall Kona have watched Big Brother since season one. I have watched Big Brother since season one. Yep. Yeah it's 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 the challenges just aren't at the same level. 
Yeah, but but you've got to you've got to admit, like, listen, Paulie, yes, he gasses out at the end, but he gets to the end. He's won a lot of dailies. He's physically a decent competitor. Fessy has gotten to the end a few times. Decent competitor. Casey, decent competitor. You know, so there there are some some athletes still just because they've played in the house. Like for instance, the person from Big Brother I'm the most excited to see play this season, and I know you're not. Uh, a fan of Big Brother, so you won't know who he is. But, you know, Tyler Crispin is someone that I think can do extremely well this season. Um, let me see if I can get a photo and put it up for you here. You probably would have seen him before. It's the guy with the blonde hair, the long blonde hair. Yes, yeah, An- sort of Angela's ex, right? Angela's ex, that's the one. So let me just... Go. Um, I, got all my, I, I got all the knowledge, right? It's, it's absorbed. I don't even have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so Tyler, coming into this one, I do think could pose a threat coming in this season. So he not only, but the reason I think he's a threat, and I know we were going to talk about survivor players, not big brother players, but I want to talk about Tyler here for a second. Coming into the season, he's got a really good social game. Strategically, he's really good. He's probably one of the best strategists to play the game. He came into All-Stars, Kahuna, for an All-Star season for big brother, leaving Angela at home. His mind wasn't in it. And he's, as backwards, stumbled his way to sixth place that season. While his heart wasn't in the game, he wasn't fully playing it, but he was that good that he still made it to the end game in that season. So now that Angela is away, that's been put behind him coming into the season. He's the kind of player that I've been wanting to see make a leap over from Big Brother for a while. And in my opinion, Casey, like how Casey benefited from CT in her season when she won, she benefited from Tyler mm. that season when she won her season because she was aligned. They were they were ride or dies that season. So I think Fessy and him will work closely together, even though on their season, Fessy and him weren't friends. I do think they'll be okay coming into this season because now there's been many years since that that they would have hung out outside of the show. And, you know, Casey and him are still close. So that would have made Fessy close to him in any case. At some degree, there will be some loyalty there. But he's he's the dark horse. If you ask me who's the dark horse that could come into the season and blow it wide open, I'd say he could do it. Okay. I, I'm excited to see him because he's one of these people, like, again, not knowing anything about Big Brother itself, the fact that I know of him and have heard of him and his name has come up multiple times, even before USA Season 2, I've heard his name because people were saying he'd be great on the challenge. He'd be one of the ones I want to see uh, transition across. So the fact that I even know of him, I think, speaks a lot of what I can expect from him as well. Like, people have been talking about him. I've seen his name mentioned multiple times. So, Yeah. Here, Danica says, Tyler was a lifeguard and is athletic. I think he was also a baseball player in high school, college. If Tyler paired with someone good, he'll go far. Now, the season that we all want to see is the season where both him and Angela are on the same season. That's the season we really want to see. But I don't know if Angela will ever come back and play the game again after her experience the first time that she was out there. But yeah, definitely someone that I think in that Big Brother group could be very lethal. Let's talk about the survivor players that mm. are coming back here this season. So you you mentioned that, you know, Desi, you know, is the person that you sort of got your eye on. Do you have your eye on Desi just for her good looks? Or do you also think she's a great competitor coming into the season? I think last USA season, if it wasn't for the the swim, just completely. And Enzo or Dominic? Which one was it? Uh, it was Enzo, was, wasn't it? En- Enzo. Dominic. Enzo. Enzo, Enzo, Enzo couldn't swim. I always get cat, those remember? Cats can't swim. Yeah, that's, that's right. I always get those two conflated in my head, the, the middle-aged, older Italian guy, which one's which. <laughs> but, yeah, Enzo, I, 
I don't know. She looked strong and she looked like she was competing with uh, with the highest level there. So I, in my head, I had her going far and I, she just got done by the fact that she's tied to a, a dead partner. Oh, someone mentioned me for dead. So, yeah, I should have remembered it was. So I, I know that she went far. I saw what she was capable of. She's got that survivor instinct as well. So for me, like she was just an automatic um, top female pick. I, I think she was. she's going to go far. Um, like she's she's physically incredibly capable. Whether she's in the same realm as a Laurel or a Jenny West type of player, but she's she just seems physically very dominant as well. And and I think she, in a season like this, um, she can go incredibly far. I, I've got high hopes for her for sure. Now, obviously, we all know where I stand on Desi coming into the season. This is the draft for those that are not aware. That he we did, did well. With the Angel Cake. Yeah, so this is the draft that we did with Angel Cake Entertainment and Reality Realness. Now, Drew's coming in, having won, I think, five of these drafts. Both myself and Chantel have won two. So we're well and truly on the ropes here. But I am the reigning USA Challenge champion for all the previous time that this happened. So I had a reputation to uphold when it comes to the Challenge USA and specifically having some CBS players making their way over to the Challenge. I, I tried to pick as well as I could. And, you know, I had the choice coming into this of, you know, Drew was always going to go first because he finished last, believe it or not, in the previous one, which was shocking to me as well. So he could go first this season. Chantal being second, she was in no man's land in the middle. And because I won, I was always going to pick last. But the, the caveat for going last was and winning was that I could choose where Drew started if it was on men or females. And I chose men because I really, really wanted Desi coming into this season. So I was immediately thinking, I want a first female pick. I know Chantel is high on Desi coming into the season. She was high on Desi in the previous season. And I was never going to let that slide over to uh, Chantel specifically because <laughs> I wanted to really piss off. It's always fun to get reactions out of people when you're doing these um, drafts. But <laughs> Desi, Desi to me, I mean, because a lot of people would think, why did you choose her ahead of proven MTV challengers coming into the season? And for me, it came down to the fact that Survivor players are a little bit cult-like. I do think they'll stand together like they did in the first season. They'll have each other's back because they're going to have to. You know, there's going to be too many players they don't know that they've never played with before. And the only real sort of experienced player that are coming back is Michelle in that group. And I don't think Michelle is going to gravitate towards the MTV players because they kind of turned their back on her the last time she played. She was trying to take the power structure down. I think she's still going to want to take that power structure down. And if I look at the women that are coming back from Survivor, she's by far the most capable. She's played a season before. She multiple times that season came second to Angela, and Angela is just a beast in the dailies. So I just really feel like, you know, her biggest competition out there is going to be Tori. But I feel like DC can take Tori. I feel like she's hungry for this. And she she got, like, I love people that have something to prove coming into this with a chip on their back, you know? And, and I feel like DC's got that. So that's why I did it. So you, you can see the, the the selection here. You can see why I picked everyone. Um, thoughts on, I guess, the draft as a whole since we've got it up there. I mean, I said it on the when I was watching the live. I think you've got this one. Like for me, that like you've got. I mean, Wes, I've, to choose Fessy over Bananas is insane to to me. Like Fessy, what happened on that draft? Like my my head exploded in that draft when they were like bagging me for choosing Bananas, and I was like, listen, I came into this draft. They forgot. Like, I actually do. 
like how can you how can you have short-term memory when it comes to bananas like i don't care if you like the guy on a personal level or not he has won more championships than anyone else in the history of this game he won three seasons ago that he played it so he came back yep. after a long break still managed to ask backwards stumble his way into a final the only reason he got outplayed in the previous season was because he he went up against some heavy hitters. Like the the world championship season was not a layup season. There were no layups to be found after the first two rounds. We spoke about it many a time. So I don't feel like it's a shame going home earlier in a world championship season. It's almost like going out in a because all of almost all of them were champions or have gotten to finals to a certain degree. Then it may have been the most stacked season we've ever seen. How can people forget or sleep on bananas? Yes, maybe entertainment wise. He's kind of been hit and miss for me as well in the last couple of seasons. But I, I was so happy when he fell to me. Like, Wes, I understand. I always knew that Drew had a, you know, he's similar to me. We both love Wes. So if he didn't pick Wes, I would have picked Wes. But Chantel picking Fessy over Bananas, that was shocking to me. Yeah, great. Like, I mean, Fessy is strong. Fessy is, is physical for sure, but he has shown multiple times now he does not win finals he gets there but he has not been able to bring it through and some might say it's his partner some may say it's the way he treats his partner and what he gets out of his partner and bananas as much of as an asshole as he can be he knows how to win this game and has proven it the most out of anyone in the history but also like you said like he won a few seasons ago the last flagship season, he got to the final and was one mixed-up block away from winning again. When you say he got taken out in the global channel, the world championship, it was against Jordan, arguably yeah. one of the other goats of the like when you people but say still, who like, is it's, the greatest it's like, player. Yeah, it's like when like, you it's it's there's eras to this thing, right? There's eras like bananas is not in his in his early 30s right now, like Jordan is. Like if you had both of them in their peak going at each other. I think it would have been a very interesting sort of. Um, it's happened, you know, and it's happened. It's, he has, but then you could argue that Jordan was new and Bananas was on his peak. We never got them both yeah. taking each other on at their peaks. That's my that's my point. But Jordan, pound for pound, you know, strike rate, success rate, like he's probably the goat. Yeah, <laughs> like he's got. An if anyone else loses rate. to Jordan, does anyone go? Oh well, they've fallen off. They're clearly not as good anymore. Because it was Jordan. Like, if you're losing to Jordan, it's not like a bad thing. That's not a, you know, that's not like a, people lose to Jordan. Josh lost to Jordan in tug of war. Like I said, yeah. Like yeah. to have to have bananas as the third pick in a cast like this. Like you said, Wes, understandable. Bananas has to be automatic lock for that second pick. For me, he would have been first. I would have picked bananas over uh, Wes. His track record shows that he gets further. And that he, he, like, maybe it's because of the politics or whatever, whether he can have that same sway in a cast like USA, I don't know. But Wes is very smart. Wes is very capable. Wes is one of the legends of the game as well. But he's got a reputation that just doesn't seem go quite as far as Bananas generally. And the success I feel good about Wes. I feel good about Wes coming into this. Like, again, like I said, if, if Drew picked Bananas... And Chantel picked Fessy, I would have picked Wes as my first yeah. choice. I feel good about him coming into the season because he, of all the vets, he was the most humble in defeat going out. And he had that whole speech about, 
listen, don't make, don't let these players make you feel like you're not worthy of being here. We need you to grow the game and for this to go on. Like, I feel like he understands the bigger picture of what the production team is trying to do with bringing new faces onto the show. Cause I've said it many a times me personally. Uh, and again, I understand that there are fans and I respect those fans that have been with the show since day one. I'm not one of those. I did come into it later. I did watch it at a later stage and then went back to watch the earlier season. So maybe it feels a little bit differently for me, but I don't want there to be like 50 plus year olds competing and for the same <laughs> season to play out and it'd be like Groundhog Day with the same three people getting to the end every single time. Like I want it to be fresh. I want there to be new blood coming in. So I feel like Wes understands that. He understands that the show needs to evolve. So coming into the show, that might garner some good faith with people in the season that he's got that approach. But Wes can also be his own biggest problem. Like we saw last season with him trying to outsmart the game. Sometimes he outsmarts himself, you know, and he plays himself out of the game. So who knows where it's going to go. Before we take this draft away, um, is there anybody that sort of stands out to you in regards to where they got picked on this here? Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say on the draft? Otherwise, we're going to continue to talk about some of the survivor players that are coming in. Um, I, I'm probably going to cop some hate for this one, but I think Corey, Drew picking Corey second is Corey will never win the challenge. I don't think he has that, that killer, he's just a perpetual mediocre performer he, he i don't know what it is but he's i looked at statistically the number of seasons Corey has played i remember you saying this i remember you saying this in the live you were like statistically he's the worst player to ever play or something like that Wasn't something that like like he is generally like he has had so many seasons now like when we were saying like remember um ct was like oh ct's been going for seven seasons now and he still hasn't won and he finally got his win and it felt like a big like after a long time Corey's like blitz that he's gone to so many finals he's gone to so many seasons his his eliminate elimination record is not great considering his reputation i think he is seen much higher than his performance would actually um, merit he, his results He's, if you're looking at results as opposed to entertainment factor, as opposed to on camera, like he's, he's very charismatic. He's very good at confessionals. He's funny. He's handsome. He does the, he has the, the hookups. He has all that. He's a great television personality. But when you look at like, if you're the type that looks at something like a sport, he is yeah. woefully overrated. And I think um, after a long break as well, I don't think that's going to help matters at all. And I'm very interested to see how some of this new infusion, because even someone like Chris Underwood, I'm really like the, you picked him second as as a male pick because your first pick for yeah. um, bananas, first pick Desi, top picks I think top out of the entire show. Chris Underwood, I'm curious. I want to have your take on that because we've yeah. maybe one of the most controversial winners of Survivor ever. Like we can say, yeah, oh, he's Survivor winner. But, yeah, but it's not yeah. the exact same, is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm dying to talk about the Chris Underwood pick um, because obviously, like you said, Corey was taken off the board. Um, Tyler, who was going to be... I, I was con I was contemplating picking Tyler above Corey. I would have considered picking Corey, but I also knew that there was a good chance the way I lined up my draft that I was not going to see Corey because Drew obviously is going to stay where he's comfortable with the MTV players. Um, he already said when he did USA 1, there were certain players he just wasn't as confident about because obviously the challenge is Drew's show. That is what he follows, right? So uh, mm -hmm. to take a risk this early on, 
on players that are not from the challenge world was always going to be tough for Drew to do. So I mentally knew that if I picked the order in such a way, I probably won't see Corey. Um, and then I was kind of having my fingers crossed that Chantal would pick someone else. I don't know who I thought she would pick above Tyler. And I really wanted Tyler to fall my way. But Chris Underwood from his season, as a winner, I said it on the live podcast that we did when we picked them. I have the lowest of rankings for him as a winner of Survivor because he played a different game compared to everybody else. But we can compare his game to Natalie Anderson, who I also rate very highly as a Survivor mm -hmm. player. She's won the show once before, went back to winners at war, played the same type of show where she was voted out early, won her way back, but she didn't have the guts or the balls to do what Chris did when it came to throwing herself in to do fire against the biggest threat to win the game, which is what Chris did. So I had so much respect for the fact that Chris was one of those people. He, certain people have got BMT, big match temperament, and they're, they're willing to throw it all on the line when it comes to it to win a game. Chris is one of those people. So I want someone in my team that I know is not going to be afraid to take the shot. Even if it could be them going home early, he's going to do it. Yes, he got outvoted that season, but let's not forget, he went up against veterans that season. He went up against Kelly Wentworth and he went up against David Wright, who both were on, like David Wright was on the second season. Kelly was on a third season playing coming into that. And I just think he was caught behind the eight ball a little bit there, trying to play between those two when he should have been more aware that they both are veterans of the show. They probably would have hung out outside of the game. They were going to compare notes and he got caught out early on. But he was a likable guy socially. He had some strategic game to him. And physically, he proved that he can win his way back. He proved he could win immunities. And he's not scared of taking shots. So looking at who else was available, you could have argued maybe pick a Paulie. But I just think Paulie's got too much of a target coming into this season. I agree with you, you know. I think, like I said, I'm, I was interested to hear your take on Chris Andrew because it feels like it's – but when you look at the rest of what is available, I'm really happy with that pick as well. Again, that Survivor cutthroatness, he's got the numbers if Survivor does stick together. And he showed, like, in a in a game that is different to Survivor, where it's not about the vote, even though there's a vote, you still get the chance to defend yourself. It's not necessarily about the politics as much because you still have the physical side to fall back on. He showed that he's capable of that, and he won his way back in, even though in a Survivor win, like Survivor world, that win isn't seen with the same eyes as other wins, I think that win in a challenge context would be really big. Like that's how you win challenge by getting thrown in and, and working your way back in and, and putting your, like backing yourself as opposed to backing your alliance or backing the vote or backing the strategy of the politics, you're backing yourself. And he is the personification of that in more ways than one, not only winning his way back on into the show, but then when he did putting up for fire, and sacrificing that in order to back himself once again. And I, I do think he he could be a disruptor for the MTV comfortableness or the, the mm. MTV uh, challenges who are going to be very, you know, they've done this a million times and they, they sort of run the show when they walk in. That kind of went away with World Championship. We saw the Survivor players again saying, no, we're not playing your game. We're playing what we want to do. And I'm hoping we see that continue on USA 2 with so many Survivor players that are big players as well they're not just survivor players in that they were pretend they were just cast members we see some of them here played big roles so i'm excited by that two winners yeah so and also chris is in the team that i think is the strongest coming into the season now i didn't have this information prior to picking 
And that was something that I was a little bit mindful of because I heard that there was a rumor of there being three different teams. And I didn't know who was going to be in those teams, but he's in the blue team, which is going to be with Fessy, Corey, Alyssa, and Alyssa, Cassidy, Tori, and Sebastian. I think it's a very, very strong team coming into the season where um, he could be pretty well insulated with power because I feel like they could win a lot. Tori, Fessy, Chris Underwood, all very physically capable. Sebastian, who we haven't spoken about yet, physically very capable. Um, I, I was impressed by Alyssa Lopez last season. I know some people are low on her. I don't mind her. I actually am very happy for her to be back this season. So I think she could do well as well. And then Cassidy is a beast as well. The only question mark for me in that team is Alyssa Snyder, who people have told me she's out of her depth coming into the season. But it's a very strong team that Chris Underwood is in. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about with Chris Underwood as well before we move on from him is that he is a big fan of Survivor. And I mentioned it on the live that I think it really, really um, got to him, the fan criticism I never understand why winners care. Like if I like I said this to Maki on a phone call the other day. Me and Maki were talking and I said to him, if I was ever to win Survivor, I don't care how I win. If I win, people can tell me I was the worst winner ever. I'd still have a million dollars in my bank. I wouldn't give a shit, like, to be honest with you. So I don't know why yeah. people care about this stuff as much, but I do think that he's going to come in with something to prove or he's going to feel like he needs to prove something. He's got Michelle there, who I picked next um, when that opportunity was given to me who I think also is coming in with something to prove. And I know that she's willing to go up against the legends in the game. The only problem with Michelle, and I don't know if it is because I like Michelle as, like, I don't rate her as a winner as highly, but I do just like Michelle as a player and seeing her come mm. back and there's that survivor familiarity. And like I said earlier, just her personality, I think is so cool, you know, but can she hold it together long enough to actually be a threat this season? I don't know, Kahuna. Michelle, I think you're right. I think out of the, I think out of the last couple of seasons that we've seen her play, I do think she was not necessarily out of her depth, but not being in with the MTV people as much. And she, I felt like she really wanted to, like she was trying to get him, and it just didn't work for her. Um, similar to how Amber was with the Big Brother people originally, like she wanted to be part of it, they just didn't let her into the circle. They were like, no. And Michelle's kind of come up against that, having good relationships, but then running into issues with Laurel um, in their season. And, like, so she's she's had had issues, and I think she can kind of be that really good mix where I think she's a good overall player. And maybe, you know, like, when it comes to video games and you're picking your player and you either go for the player that's, like, really specked out in speed but is very weak or the player that's very strong but kind of slow and they kind of balance things out. And then there's a player that's down the middle, pretty good across everything and not necessarily excelling anything, but not, and I think to me, that's what Michelle is as far as the female competitors go. I think she's a really good all rounder. She is physically capable, but doesn't necessarily dominate. Um, she's not going to be one of those players. Like we've got Amanda on the season who, yeah, might bring a lot of entertainment, could bring social, but physically is just not competing at all. I think Michelle doesn't have that. She can kind of float in between and is a good all-rounder. She can build the relationship with Survivor if she chooses that path. Because she's had a couple seasons with MTV, she can build the relationships there. Are they going to be as deep and as strong? Probably not, but at least she's not on the outs, like off the get-go um, straight away. So she might not. She might find herself in a pretty good position while still also, in comparison to her fellow challengers, be able to compete physically as well. 
Yeah, so Michelle finds herself in the red team coming into the season. That team consists out of Dusty, Josh, Paulie, Chanel, Janae, Bananas, Tiffany, and herself. So looking at that team, I do think that, you know, there's a comment being made here by Gregory. Welcome to the live, Gregory. I did see you popping in earlier saying that your team survivor saying, I think Michelle might not go far or might not go after the vets because she's looking to be protected on the main show. I do think that safety for Michelle lies with Janae Bananas. Um, she's going to have to work with them, hopefully get her her girl Chanel, who's also from Survivor, to work with her. Maybe that's how they take sort of a full person. And Josh, I guess, who's also from the main show, maybe she can work there and build some bridges. Uh, but not too many people that are mainstay for the main show on her team because Bananas has only recently come back Josh has been on a few times, but I've never really seen her and Josh kind of working together. Even though they've got the CBS connection, I've never seen that happen on the main show. So it could go either way here for Michelle this season. I'm, I'm not too sure after seeing the team. I'm a little bit worried. She, I was hoping when I picked her, she would be insulated a little bit better with some of the survivor numbers. The team makeup is interesting because it, I, I hadn't looked at how the teams are divided. And you're right, it does play a big part. Like someone... um. Jay Walk mentioned that he, the red team is is primed to implode. And when you look mm -hmm. at it, and you go, well, the four guys and the bananas is kind of the captain of that ship by default. Will Dusty yeah. will Dusty concede to that because he's from a different world altogether? He's from a, a, a show where it was just two people running the race and basically deciding well, for themselves. I love, know. firstly, I want to say I love Dusty. And Dusty, if you're listening to this, I love you, mate. No. Dusty and I have had some chats before. Um, I've had him on the show for an interview after his amazing race season. And he's a massive fan of the challenge. He wanted to play the challenge. Now, coming in with that fan mindset is sometimes what gets rookies in trouble because he might come in wanting to work with Bananas this yeah. season because he's got ref like this, you know, he's looking up to Bananas as the goat. But that could be the reason why I could see him fall out very early on because I think Bananas could manipulate Dusty and going after Paulie, who's his real threat, but then just discard of Dusty in the next round, pretty much. And then you've got Josh and Paulie as the other two males in that team. Yeah, and, and, and Josh and Paulie hate each other. Who knows? Bananas, yeah, and, like, Bananas and Paulie hates each other. So, it's yeah, so that, that, that team, like whoever said, it's not, yeah, like Jay Walker said, this is the team that's going to implode. That's the hot mess team. That's going to be fun yeah. to watch, but they're not, I don't think they're going to perform this season. So yeah, so that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, so who do we have that we haven't spoken about yet? So we've got Sebastian coming in this season from Ghost Island. He was picked quite late in the draft. Uh, where did he go? He went as a as a sabotage to Chantel. Do you remember much about Sebastian? Do you remember much about Ghost Island? I'm I know Mucky's a big fan, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he jumped in earlier in the live. I saw him comment. So for those who don't know who Maki is, Maki is uh, one of our co-hosts for Survivor. Specifically, he covers Australian Survivor with us, and he's a big fan of Sebastian, but he also likes the wild characters um, on the show. Now, I don't actually think, to me, Sebastian has got like the promise of being a wild character. He's got the promise of being someone that could be entertaining, but he's not entertaining. He may look it, but he's not entertaining. He's actually quite boring, to be honest with you, Kuna. So I don't know if he's going to yeah. get much screen time. Physically, he's pretty good. He was a provider that season for uh, his tribe. He got into a showmance very early on with a girl that he liked, and I believe they're still together, so he's not even going to hook up with anyone coming into the season unless they've broken up or 
if he wants to cheat on his partner or something like that. I, I just don't have high hopes for Sebastian, so I can understand why he went he, as a he, as a sabotage. Yeah, he's fodder. He's just he's making up the numbers. They needed more people from you know CBS shows, and I think he's got the call because he was available. But I don't see him either going far or adding too much beyond a number at this point. To be honest with you. That's that sounds really bad to say, but I can't see anything coming from him that would be a big impact. No. So I had someone comment. If you can bring the comment up while I'm looking, because I've got one screen here. Someone commenting about Cassidy and asking where the Cassidy love is. So we'll talk about Cassidy. Um, I don't think yeah. we're going to get much Cassidy love from Kahuna unless Kahuna is yeah. caught up with her. This season. is my blind spot. No, this is your blind spot. This is my blind spot. But again, like right. I, I, I know the. I know the rep, not the necessarily the rep, but I've heard of her that people were saying that she should have won, not Gabler and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I I'm not one of them. The, I know you're not. You're a big Gabler fan. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Gabler trooper. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but but, uh, but 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 just because yeah. I love just because I love Gabler doesn't mean I hate Cassidy. Like I just I find it so. I feel like people are sometimes like they're too quick to say life is black and white and there's no gray in between. Like you can like both of them. You know, but yeah. think that the other person deserved their win. I actually do like Cassidy. I'm happy she's getting another shot to come back and be on our screens. Um, she, I think coming into this season, it's going to be interesting. She may believe she should have won that season, similar to all the fans, because there was so much online fans that commented and um, sort of gaslit her a little bit on Twitter and said, you know, you should have won that season. Where, you know, and again, we're watching an edited show. So very well, she could have done, had a better game. But what I saw in the edit, and what I could make from it was that she sat behind two other players that were taking a lot more of the hits and James and Carla that season. And she kind of was the third musketeer in that group that outlasted them. And then she expected them to vote for her based on the fact that she outlasted them. That was my take on it. Right. And, and maybe some people see it a different way and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with people not agreeing with me on this and saying, no, Cassidy was definitely the better player of the two. But what I do like about Cassidy is that socially she is really good. So she's going to make connections. I do think that um, she's going to be, she's not going to be a, a, one of those disagreeable type of figures in the game that's going to make enemies for herself early on. And she is good at challenges. Like she was the challenge beast of her season. She won three immunities and it was across different things. So she's got smarts, she's got the physicality. So I could very easily see her be a dark horse coming into the season. And I think she will fit in well and be like a little bit of a chameleon that will fit in well with people from other shows as well, because she doesn't have that legacy of some of the other Survivor players coming in where she might feel like she's pigeonholed to play in that Survivor game, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think when you mentioned before the teams being in the blue team um, with the stronger, with potentially the strongest male team, but then being there with Tori... Um, and you're saying she's a challenge beast, that automatically lifts to the female side as well. And when you look at the fact that she's got the two Alyssas on her side, means that she's not at the bottom of that crew either. So as far as connections go, Alyssa's got one season under her belt, but I don't think that like Cassidy needs to worry too much that the other Alyssa are going to be solidified beyond where she is um, if she can prove herself valuable to that team and carry that the female side of that team a, a bit with Tori, then she's in a really good position, I think. So she's not going to be dropped first from a team challenge before 
Alyssa I think L. she's the second strongest. I think she's yeah. the second strongest woman in that in that team. Like just after Tori, I would put her yeah. ahead of Alyssa Lopez. Even though I like Alyssa Lopez a lot, I do think Cassidy is a better challenger or better at the physical side of things. So I do think she's going to be interesting. Let's have a look here at what people are saying. Um, I wonder if Tori will go after Sebastian. <laughs> I've heard a few people say that's her type. So. I wouldn't be like the question should be who will Tori not go after this season? I feel like is the more appropriate question. Uh, Cashwatch is saying, I think him and Tori hook up in the trailers, but it's all a C. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe he's not with that other girl anymore. Jay Walker saying, Gamble may suck as a person, doesn't mean he should, shouldn't have won. I've heard this take before, Jay, and, and no stabs here. I just haven't seen it. I mean, someone that gives up a million dollars for charity, I don't think is a bad person. And I've had him on the show before, I've chatted with him. I've had conversations with him off air and he's a nice guy outside of it. So I really don't, I just, I know that people don't like him because, you know, there's political reasons for it over in the U S and the, obviously the U S is so divided when it comes to, like, you can only be team red or team blue. And if you're team red, then you're a bad person. I just, don't, I mean, I just don't see things that way unless he's come out and said something or did something bad to someone. I just don't think he's a bad person, uh, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Someone can show me what he's done and I may agree with that. Uh, but I feel like he gets a lot of hate for no reason. Cashwash says she shouldn't have won based on her gameplay. However, I'm excited to have her in this atmosphere. hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing. I think that, and and even if, like, I don't know, Ben, maybe somebody saw something in her game that I didn't see. I just don't think she played more of an active game compared to um, a Gabler, for instance, that season. You know, he was an unorthodox winner and definitely not one of the strongest. Like, I'm not saying Gabler is like the best winner of the new era. <laughs> I won't go that far, guys. But in that season, going to the final, I think you know he, he deserved he deserved to win. The best the best winner for this for for the new era of Survivor. Who is the best winner of the new era? It would be between a Marianne and a um, Yam Yam, probably Yam Yam. I'd say, yeah, he's probably the best winner of the of the new era. Maybe we get to see Yam 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 next on the, the challenge, Kuna. Oh my gosh, that'd be alone. amazing. Uh, Danica says she's new survivor. Who else is new survivor? Old survivor might not take to the newbies. Who else is new survivor? So Chanel is also Chanel. new survivor, which is which is someone that uh, again I don't think you'll know. Or did, you, you did watch that one. You watched forty one, didn't you? No, I started. Well, I, I'm, I'm oh, forty two. That was she was forty two. Sorry. Yeah. I, again, I know of her. I've seen the cast. I've seen some of the videos in wanting to do my catch up, but. Um, yeah, I haven't caught up trying to find a, I know of her. Trying to find a photo of Chanel. She's looking fierce in this photo, by the way. Oh, just as I got it, I closed it. Um, yeah, so Chanel's looking fierce in her cast picture here for this season. But I think with Chanel, she was an interesting pick for me coming into this season. Uh, I, I just didn't think that she was going to make that transition. Uh, she had a good strategic game early on, wanted to make some moves, but she also she was kind of one of those people that were caught out because of the game. And, you know, Survivor currently, they throw so many little um, things out there for people to mm. hang themselves by that she ended up, I believe, losing her vote early on and then turning on, on her allies, which wasn't good. And it kind of blew up in her face when she got to the merge. Uh, her, her closest ally didn't even get to the merge because of the fact that she blew up both of their games to a certain degree when they try to make an early move. And strategically, I don't have much to say about Chanel coming into this season. I, don't, I, I hope she's learned from her, her performance in that season and she comes into this season 
better prepared because it blew up in her face. But I also can't blame Chanel for the game blowing up in her face, Gunnar, because Survivor now has become kind of like a, a, a Russian roulette. You know, you're damned hands. if you do and you're damned. Yeah, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because you're putting people on an island and asking them to take a risk. They're going to take the risk. They're going to lose their vote. And, and you know, I, I can't say hand on heart, I wouldn't have done something similar. But I feel like she didn't deal well with the pressure of not having mm. her vote when she got back to the tribal council. So how she's going to do under pressure, I don't know. So when we picked her for the um, for the draft, she was my, my last pick, actually. And I picked her above Alyssa Lopez, who I really like, but chat was spamming me. They're like, pick Chanel, pick Chanel. So I was like, ah, oh, okay, I've been doing it my way the whole time. I'll, I'll give the, I'll give chat one. I'll, I'll pick I'll pick her, you know? So that's- You got to give the people what they want, man. Sometimes you got to do it. Like, man, <laughs> I tell you what, Sometimes you know it's the it's the group pressure, the group think it gets to me, you know, and I, and I and I did it. So yeah, she's right at the end there. Let's have a look at what people are saying here. Um, Jay saying she stacks up physically against the whole female cast. Yeah, she's she's I looking. Was, I think that was Cassidy. I think that was back from Cassidy. Oh right, yeah, Cassidy as well. Yeah, definitely. And I I, I don't think Chanel proved anything on her season, but. Um, you know, Gregory says she's really fit now, was posting workouts with her cast members from season 42. And she does look fierce. She does look ready to come and play. So I'm 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 hopeful. She's survivor. <coughs> I'm team survivor. I want her to do well. I was happy to have another survivor player. I, I ended up with four survivor players in my team, which is I think the most for anyone. So that's, if anybody questions my loyalty, look at my team. There's four survivor players there. So Desi, Chris Underwood, Michelle, and Chanel coming into this season. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got a good team, man. I think you, you're set there. Okay, so let's have a look here. Jay says, and this is on Cassidy, I think people think she played a better game because Carla straight told her she had not no shot before she got voted out. She was screwed no matter what because Carla was bitter. Uh, it is a take, I think. I don't, I don't agree with it necessarily. Yeah, Jay, and it's fine. Like, I, I don't expect everybody to agree even with my takes on this. And and I don't want to I don't want to be one of those uh, podcasters or live people that is like, it's my way or the highway. If you guys agree with me, you know, I, I don't, like people can have different opinions about it. Um, I, one thing I will say in Cassidy's defense, and I have said it on my podcast a few times, the fact that people expected her to be the person that should have taken out um, – who was the guy that season that was really good? Jesse at the end. And they were like, oh, she should have, because she won the final immunity. And they were like, no, she should have given up her final immunity to take out the biggest threat in the game instead of Gabler, because Gabler ended up taking him out. That to me is an unreasonable expectation. That is an unreasonable expectation to, to put on her in that spot. And I don't think that you should always give up your necklace. And I'm glad that that isn't the case now that every time people have to do that to win the game, because that's, that's unfair. That was an unfair take that people had against her, and I, I didn't fault her for that. I feel like she lost personally. I feel like she lost the game before that, and definitely also think Carla was bitter to a certain degree. Um, but I also think that what Carla did is something that I thought many a times if I was ever to play Survivor, I might hold somebody ransom to my vote as well at the end. You know, desperate times, Kahuna. Like the only thing you've got at the end, if, if someone's going to vote you out, say, hey, I won't vote for you if you vote me out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, I don't know if I'm above it. I don't know if I'm above it. Yeah. Absolutely. When you're that far, you got to do what you got to do, man. Including picking Chanel if you didn't necessarily want to. 
Baby Ice here saying, Paul, well, Baby Ice, I would expect you to hope that Drew's going to lose. You're co-captain for the Chris team. But he says, Paulie, Josh, and Amanda on the same team. I hope Drew loses. Same. Drew's already won five of these. Give me or Chantel, <laughs> like, next one, please, so we can start making up some some of the, the lost ground here. I think Drew's uh, got some really, like, flame-out potential here. Like, even his top two picks in Western and Janae are solid, very solid picks. But they're high-risk picks as well. Like, Wes could win the whole thing or he could go home early. And it's kind of that that variable height. Like, you don't know which one it's going to end up. Janae, I have doubts over. I know she's a two-time champion, but I've said it before and I'm wondering if she's an All-Stars champion and maybe that level of competition is different to flagship and even the USA where it's a, a, younger, a younger demographic more physical demographic than what All Stars has put forward so far. So to be your number two, number one, number two pick, it's high variance, high risk, high reward, I guess. But I'm not sure about Drew's team there. It's looking, it's looking a bit shaky to me. Jay saying, saying I won't vote for you and campaigning against you is two different things, and that's that's fair. Um, you know, if she out and out campaigned against her, that's not cool. But then again, are we saying that Russell Hans is right? Are we saying, you know, Russell Hans has always been saying that the jury should be sequestered and not talking to each other because he believes the reason he lost Samoa, and I believe, hot take, a very big reason why he lost Samoa was because people were actively campaigning against him. Laura Moret didn't want him to win. You had people on the jury fist pumping when he was making moves, so happy about his moves until the final tribal, and then suddenly everybody turned against him. So I think there was some campaigning there as well. So maybe there is a flaw like if you believe this you might believe that there is a flaw in the way that the game is being played at the end game for survivor where people can campaign together about votes and how they would vote in the end or you could just say that is a part of the game socially you've got to be good enough to deal with that and it comes down to jury management to a certain degree you know so i don't know it's an it's an interesting one um jay walker saying russell hans made everyone feel that way on an individual basis yeah i mean listen um it could be it could be like i'm not i'm not gonna I, I don't i'm just being devil's advocate here and saying that you know russell has been saying for many years that they shouldn't keep a jury together because they can campaign against you together so from that aspect i think it could be it could be an interesting conversation to have you know and i'm not gonna say that russell is like the best to 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 i guess never win the game but if you look at a samoa game it's pretty pretty darn close so it might there might be an argument for that maybe one of the one of the topics i want to talk about kuna i think that we should do is uh defending unpopular opinions in the future for the so challenge the, and survival what's the unpopular opinion there that russell should have won i think that well it's i think it's polarizing because i do think that yeah. there's there is a large majority of people who think he should have and then there is a large majority of people who think that no he shouldn't have so I think I was, that, that I was part one of, of that. I was, I was definitely at the time. I was yeah, like Samoa nineteen. We hadn't seen a Russell before that, and at the time I was like, "This is re revolutionary." I love what he's doing to the game. I, it's crazy. It's out there. Yeah, it's wacky. It's fun. I want him to win, and I think and he definitely should have beat Natalie. Like Nat Natalie Wood was it, or whoever was was it Natalie. I forget who, Sorry, was, who Natalie White. Natalie White. See, Natalie White. that's my point. That's my point. You don't even remember the winner of that season. Which you is remember Russell. Exactly. But you remember Russell, but you know. Later, I kind of yeah, that's right. Later I kind of got okay with the idea that 
Like when he's saying the jury should be separate, he's basically saying the game should be changed to match the way I play because the way I play was like, he's not changing the way he played to match the game. He's saying to change the rules of the game to match the way I played, because I think the way I played is better. And, and maybe there's an argument to that. Maybe you can poll people and say, we prefer a game that focuses on the cutthroat and doesn't focus as much on the, on the connections and the, the, the networking and that sort of thing. And maybe that's a fair point. If that's the type of show you want to watch, but right now the game is the game and he played it in a way that did not fit and did not get the results. So yeah, that's, I, I was, that's I, what I, I went through that same, I went through that same journey that you went. I was a, I was a Russell Hunt's trooper back then, like big yeah. time, but, but I've also gone to the same conclusion that Jay sort of came to here where he says, I'm of the opinion that the winner is always the correct winner. The game is getting the jury's votes. I agree with you hundred percent. Case closed on that one. But um, Gregory says here, Survivor owned season one. And if they do well this season, season three should be a battle of the shows with teams from The Amazing Race, Big Brother, Challenge, and Survivor. That's the season we all want to see. Give us battle of the seasons two. Give us equal numbers of Survivor players, Big Brother players. Do not snub Amazing Race. Give them equal numbers. There's enough good people that they can cast and put them all against Challenge MTV Legends. That's what they should do next, I think, if they do well here this season. I can't believe that they that this is the season. USA 2 is the season they bring out, go back to the teams format, when we literally just had a season that had countries, USA, Australia, Argentina, UK, perfect for teams. The team format <laughs> divided yeah. up by, like... Like any other sport in the world, like the Olympics, like the whatever, they were already set up in their their countries to have the team format, and now they bring it out for almost like yeah, like a battle of the season type of thing would be awesome. But they had the perfect opportunity there on a country basis, but we now they're bringing it out for USA too. It, it weirds me out that they do that. It felt like a bit of a gimmick that season that they just needed a reason to bring the legends in and to be paired up with these people from different countries. But it never really mattered from the start uh, on that season, which was weird. Uh, Danica here says, I loved Russell at first, but as he continued in future seasons, I stopped liking him so much. Too mean, but he's still iconic. Finding idols before clues, brilliant. To me, I think Russell coming back will always be entertaining. I'd always watch it. Uh, I, I actually have the opposite opinion. I feel like New Age Survivor has become too nicey-dicey. Like, there isn't any mean players anymore. We just went through a season of Million Dollar Island. And, Danica, I know you've watched it where there was a mean player that season as well. I'll put it in equitations because, you know, they were just playing the game until the end when we found out what the true motivations were to play the game, which was never made clear to us. I wish they told us about that earlier on, but I'm trying to keep it spoiler-free here, Kahuna. Um, yeah. You know, so I do feel like that's a thing that New Survivor lacks. New Survivor lacks villains. They lack true villains. So I, I, I'm team. I'm team Russell for TV. You know, bring him back for TV. I don't think if he, I don't think he can change his. You know, I think he's a leopard that can't change his spots or his stripes or whatever that saying is. I, I feel like he'll come back and, and probably flame out again. But one of the things that have put me off about Russell more than his performances on the show has been his YouTube channel. I think his YouTube channel has been the thing that has damaged him the most because if you've listened to some of his takes on his YouTube channel. And you find out how bitter he is and how petty he can get with some of his stuff that he comments <laughs> and talks about on there. That will put you off more than anything that he's done on the show, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's doing himself favors with that, you know? So, um, and, and that sucks because I, I was a 
like I said, I was a fan even going into his YouTube channel and then I've just seen him be very, very bitter for ages and just having the coldest of takes, you know. Dolores says, yeah, I feel Hans was always bitter. He loses. He feels the jury should be sequestered. What if he won? He would be praising the game. I just personally never cared for him. He was just mean. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I can, I can see how people can feel both ways. Like, he definitely said some really bad stuff. Like, when he called the blondes his dumbass blonde girl alliance or something like that. You know, like, he, he said some really nasty stuff, which back then I was laughing at it, <laughs> you know? But I now, mean, in hindsight, looking at it, I'm like, now, yeah, it's probably, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, when you listen, said there's, there's the some, game's some, nice, but there's nice. some people, there's some people like if you look at Rob Sistanino and the stuff he said in Amazon, that did not age well either. It's different oh, times. Yeah. Like we've evolved as and, and 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 Rob is a nice guy. I'm not trying to throw hate or anything his way. I mean, obviously, he's someone I look up to for being as successful as he is in this space as a player and also someone that's created great content. I don't think I would be here today if it wasn't for Rob doing it. I wouldn't even have thought about doing podcasts or doing YouTube content creation if it wasn't for him. But I'm just trying to throw it out there that, you know, I think, I guess, I don't even know. I don't even make sense because I don't think Russell is aware enough to change. <laughs> like, even if he goes on, well, I think he could still say well, Someone like Rob was a product of his time. Like, he wasn't, he was normal of that time, right? And the times have changed. The game has changed. If you're saying that Survivor's now a little bit too nicey-nice, it's because that's the way the game and the world has evolved. And someone like Russell, yeah. like if his gameplay was abrasive back then, today, if he if he got plopped, like, and you said someone who cannot change, like I do this a lot with sports. Like what happens if you took LeBron James and plucked him in the 90s? Would he be able to play it? Like there's that, that debate goes on a lot, like which eras are the best and that sort of thing. But the truth is games evolve and they change over time and they reflect the society with, with, within which they exist. And Russell in today's Survivor would not survive at all. Like he would be completely chewed up by the niceness of the game or whatever. But that group mentality of we do not abide by that bullshit anymore would absolutely um, see him gone immediately. Like his the same thing would not work. And you're right. If he's the type of player that can adapt and change his spots and we've seen trying to bring it back to the challenge, we see survivor players go to a different game, use the same tools and the same cutthroatness, the same strategic mind, but also adapt to the game within their playing. It, it helps. Like you've got a, a diverse background. You've got different perspectives. You've got different thoughts. Russell has always been one way and one way only, and that would not work in today's game. Um, and I think it's a testament to, the fact that we're now seeing this crossover that some of these people can put the same game mentality in the same game mind to different rule sets and different applications and different ways to play different games. And we saw it with um, Sarah and Danny coming up the night last on season. Because yeah. you just had a thought bubble just popped up when you mentioned this. And we just had Danica say here that, you know, Bananas is an example of someone that has evolved and, you know, he sort of mentions that he looks back at some of the old shows and he's not the proudest of it, so he's had to change. I feel like that could also be a reason why we don't see Bananas doing something like stealing the money from Sarah or being his old self. And people are like, oh, he's boring now. He's just wallpaper, you know? It's because he has changed with the times. He is now yeah. less of a villain. He is trying to be nicey dice. There's something about the culture as it is now where it's great for humanity that we've moved on 
and then we're getting we're all becoming better people and we strive to be better people every single day but i would still like a little bit of villainy in my reality tv i would still like <laughs> for there to be people that i look at and i'm like i really don't like this person <laughs> you know um so I, I i don't know there's this a middle ground that we need to find surely there are still i feel it's also who we cast we're casting people who are social media influencers just get more people on there who doesn't give a shit about social media, who lives out in the wop wops, you know, um, yeah. and put them on the show. And I'm sure we'll get some excitement uh, if, if we did that. Let's just have a quick reading of Shannon's comment saying, I was late. You're right on time, Shannon. We're still here. We're, we're nearly done, but you're right on time. He says, Chris had a ton of potential socially and physically. If he can survive early, he can also win eliminations. I think Tyler and Josh can do well this season. Josh has improved his fitness a lot. And, um, Exactly. If you do have time, exactly. yeah, if you do have, yeah, if you do have time, <laughs> Shannon, uh, go and go and look at some of the earlier comments that we made on all of what you just said because we kind of agree and elaborate a little bit on those points as well when we spoke about it. Uh, Jay saying bananas just isn't in the edit as much anymore. He would definitely steal the money again. He probably would. <laughs> I feel like if he gets if he gets another shot, he probably would take the money again. Um, there was another one that I missed here that I wanted to read out, uh, and it was about themes. Someone said that the themes on the show, they should just reiterate some of the themes like, you know, exes, rivals, um, obviously battle of the season, some of that for USA in the future as well. Which one of the themes are you like sort of the – which one would you like to see come back the most, Kahuna? Like because we haven't had some of these themes in such a long time. Like I personally, just putting it out there, I like rivals, but I don't know if there is true rivalries out there anymore. So maybe exes, maybe exes could be really fun, especially now that we've had a few people break up. You know, like I said earlier, Tyler and Angela on the season, I think would be a hot mess. I don't know if they would do it. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of themes when it actually matters. Like the exes, like rivals, it does matter. I'm not a fan of theme for theme, like total madness and spies, lies and allies and like just... You go, ah, oh, we're doing Top Gun now. And it plays nothing <laughs> into the game. It plays yeah. nothing into how the format, the strategy, anything. But it's a theme, total madness. We're all crazy here, but it means nothing. Rivals and exes, absolutely. Even something like Bloodlines, a little, like it had like... Is there a Survivor in, theme? In the way it played. Is there a, a Survivor, Survivor theme, theme that would... That they would play well in the challenge. I mean, we're stealing Survivor players. We might as well steal some Survivor themes. If there is there a theme that you think could be good? Like we've already had. I feel like Blood versus Water was stolen from the challenge, and they just repurposed it for Survivor. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm pretty sure the Bloodline season was before Blood versus Water and Survivor. But I mean, easily you know, the biggest one would have to be. For season 40, I hope they do winners at war, right? Like they, they need an all champion. I feel like it's coming. That, I feel that like 40 theme is has coming. To be the one. And, and when we can actually settle bananas, CT, Jordan, West, like, and then some of the new, like, I can't wait for they have to do that. That has to be the theme. Um, but beyond that, I'm not I'm not too fast to be honest with you. Exes and rivals is always fun. Yeah, here here is those villains is literally the inferno. There you go. So, yeah, so it's, I mean, I don't know if there's that many different iterations that you could bring out there. I would love mm. to see like a second chance format where fans get to vote for the veterans that they want MTV to bring back. Can you imagine that? Like, because it feels like okay. every time the production team 
brings back players is who they want to bring back. They keep bringing back the same vocational lines. Well, what if they give us a vote? What if we're the ones that are like, no, we want to see Landon back and we get to vote yeah. for him? I think the problem with that is, is that whenever you put it to the fans, they all say bring Landon back. And they, they, they want these players that are 48 years old and haven't played yeah. in 25 years or whatever. But they remember because it was such a special place. I don't care. Bring Lennon back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're like, we can't, first of all, Lennon has West. a family and a life and he's not wanting to, like, there's also the thing, like, people want people back, but they have to want to come back as well. And they, they're putting a TV show on where they have to sign. We can't just have automatic fantasy picks there's like yeah a person involved that wants to be a part of it that has to leave their life for three months and you know do all that sort of thing so it it, it plays a part um that's why i think we don't get the the fan choices that we would want to see but this <laughs> you know the amount of people sure. the amount of people that i still see this is a great point like the casual sandy is here saying that casual fans of the challenge they taste this bad that's why we can't have a vote um the amount of casuals that I still see asking every single time, where's Kenny and why can't we have Kenny back? You know, like... <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, people would, people would want Kenny back. but like, no, he's ne yeah. never, ever coming back because you don't know what happened. Do your research. <laughs> Do your research, casual fans. Do your research. All right. We've we've come towards the end here. Um, I do think we just had someone drop in quite late. Sudani, welcome here. It's a little bit late, but, you know... Things are going well. I hope your week is going well as well. We're very happy to see you here, even if it's towards the end here. I did want to bring up, you know, the channel is growing, Kahuna. We're doing extremely well. We're about 90 subscribers away from hitting a very big milestone here on the channel that I sort of had in mind from the beginning of the year. I was thinking, if we can get to 2,000 subs by the end of this year, I'd be very happy. We're 90 subs away from being Let's at 2,000. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that is listening to the show, that have supported the show over the last two years, year and a half. Um, you know, we, we really appreciate it. Like you coming here every single time to spend your Friday evening, your Thursday evening with us talking about the shows that we love. We're just one of you. And we hope that you feel like you're a part of the conversation every time you're here, because that's what really gets me and Kahuna up to do this. We love talking to you. We, even if we disagree, like me and Jay walk back and forth on the whole Cassidy thing, the rest of the thing, I love that type of conversation. It makes me feel like Jay was a part of the show. He was the third host of the show today. So I really want to thank Jay. I want to thank everybody that's been, you know, sort of following the show. We're going to have some big plans for the future in regards to what do we do when we hit 2,000 subs, Kona, because we're going to have to do like a, a special live or a special event and get everybody on here. We've got some more um, potential podcast hosts coming in and joining us for the new Survivor season. I'm trying to convince more people to talk to us about the challenge as well. So we're going to continue to add to the show. We want to continue to add wider shows to it as well. As long as it's in the competitive reality TV realm, we'll talk about it. I don't see myself talking about Love Island or any of that kind of stuff. It's not my thing, but maybe in the future, I'll never say never Kuna because maybe in the future we get someone on the channel who does want to talk about that stuff and we'll add it. And if you want to torture me, you put me into like one or two of those recaps. I just don't, I don't think I would do well enough, but I just wanted to say, I, I really, really appreciate all the love and support that you've shown the channel here. And like Danica says, you like and subscribe if you see it. You know, we, we do this for the love of it and we do it to continue to talk to you all. And, you know, thank you so much because I know especially the challenge fans, they've been here since day one when I started this channel. I'm very, very appreciative of that. So consider subscribing to the channel for more content. We're going to be doing uh, Traders Australia when that comes out. We're going to be doing the Mole 
in the US when the season two comes out. We're going to be doing Survivor UK, Survivor 45, Australian Survivor. Obviously, we're going to be covering the challenge seasons. And we're even contemplating doing Squid Games when that comes out because there's a Squid Game reality TV um, show that will be coming out later this year as well. So we're adding, we're just, we're adding more and more to the show is what I'm trying to say. So subscribe for more, hit the notification bell so you can be informed the next time that we go live. But for now, that's it, Kahuna. I had a lot of fun. Did you have fun? I did. I got one more theme that I'd like to see for the challenge. Go. The one from Survivor where they divide it by race. <laughs> you really, really know how to blow it up at the end here. I'm sure everybody is like <laughs> amping for it. I think we've moved on from that, right? We've moved I on. I can't from believe they did that still. I'm still, yeah. I'm still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't go right, well, well on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> on that note everybody thank you so much catch us next week when we talk about our top five players for australian survivor and um, be sure to go to the community tab on youtube and vote for the next theme that you'd like for myself and kahuna and maki whoever knows enough about the topic that we're talking about uh whichever one you want us to do go and vote and make sure that your vote is counted towards what you would like us to talk about the week after next week, because there is still a little bit of time in the off season before we get to the challenge. So we want to fill it up every week with at least one life. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.